1: Welcome back to The Bruce Hooley Show, 98.9 FM, The Answer. I'm your host, Jack Windsor, filling in for The Bruce Hooley. I am editor-in-chief of The Ohio Press Network. Check us out at theohiopressnetwork.com. That's theohiopressnetwork.com. Hey, uh, I was knee-deep before we had guests come on the show going through an Associated Press article that talked about misinformation surrounding issue one. And we, we were going to go back to that, but we got a call. And uh, we have a caller on the line. His name is Fred, and uh, I believe his question relates directly to issue one. So without further ado, Fred, welcome to The Bruce Woolley Show. How are you this morning?
2: Thanks, Jack. I'm well. Uh, Yes, indeed. Uh, My question is uh, I'm not exactly a doubting Thomas, but Mm -hmm. I am uh, definitely concerned with being able to find uh, the proof that there is an exception for rape or incest. Uh, specifically in the Ohio uh, revised code. I've read the law and I can't find it. So I, I need your help so that I can put that proof in front of somebody else's face if they're thinking of voting yes on issue one.
1: Excellent. So uh, I think let me, let me repeat the question to you so that I think that I have it. Um, you're a no on one, but there are people who say I-, I can't be a no on one because there are no exceptions for rape or incest in current Ohio law. Is that, is that what I'm hearing? Yes, sir. Okay. So, uh, reminder, I'm not a legal expert, but let me take you through some of the important points, and then I will also defer to Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost, who I expect to have on the show later this week. Let me start with sure. the, the fact that the press doesn't like and proponents of Issue 1 don't like. Abortion in Ohio is legal right now up to 22 weeks. Now, that's only the case, as members of the press will uh, gladly point out, because a judge in southwest Ohio put a stay on the heartbeat bill, meaning it's no longer in effect, and we don't know how long that stay is going to be. There's a case that has to roll through. Now, the assumption, and I'll point out the assumption is because every time – Anybody makes an assumption about what's bad in the the proposed amendment, people go, well, you're assuming. Well, they're also assuming that 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 stay will be lifted and that the Ohio Supreme Court will rule in favor of the heartbeat bill and leave no exception for rape and incest. So that's a bridge that, that they would have to cross. But right now in Ohio, abortion is legal up to 22 weeks. Now, even if the heartbeat bill is in effect, there is a time before the heartbeat begins where rape, incest, whatever caused the pregnancy, would allow the mother to abort the pregnancy. But I hear you, and I hear...
2: But but wait, due to the stigma of those two situations, uh, the reluctance of a female to come forward with uh, the issue, uh, that time... Goes by very quickly when you're struggling with how to deal with the initial incident or incidents in the Cape of incest that uh, somebody might let that time frame slip past. And uh, when they wrote this heartbeat law, they had a choice. There were plenty of people voicing concerns about that uh, lack of exceptions for that situation. And they should have written it into the law, or if they did, they hit it somewhere pretty well because I've looked at 29.19, et cetera, et cetera, and scrolled all the way through it and can't find any specific or even vague exceptions for that type of situation. And that's what concerns me. As I say, I'm definitely against issue one. Uh, But but I find it troubling that, uh, you know, those issues were voiced during the uh, debate on that bill, and it was signed into law with what it appears to me like there is no exception mentioned. Uh, There's specific language about medical emergency that is uh, endangering the life, and it specifically says life, not health, of the mother. And it specifically says emergency in there. So those are concerns that, uh, you know, I think somebody like the attorney general should say, here, section 29 dot, et cetera, et cetera, says that this is where your exception exists.
1: Yep. So a couple of things I'll I'll hit on. And again, I'm not an attorney. I, I hear what you're saying, that there is a stigma. I would also argue that I think that that probably applies, particularly to incest, maybe to rape as well. But I think women get rape kits all the time, and I would argue, and and you may not want to hear this, there is a time period up to that six week period with respect. So there are two other pieces that I want to that I want to make sure that we point out here: the heartbeat law can be changed; a constitutional amendment cannot. Yeah, I
2: definitely agree. I I definitely agree. I hate these constitutional amendments like gambling, casinos, uh, is now a constitutional right, and I think that is the most insane thing I've ever seen, and uh, it it makes me boil when I think about all these constitutional amendments that are now cast in stone. The only only, uh, positive to that is that it only takes 50 percent vote to – 51 percent vote to – get rid of that amendment so uh you know if we get on the ball maybe we can get rid of some of these amendments by a 51 percent vote
1: (laughs) yeah and and so and i want to point out so so if if the concern is and i know i'm not necessarily speaking this to you but to people who may be listening if the concern is well i i want to vote for this because there's no exception for rape or incest well first of all you can have an abortion to 22 weeks second of all even if the heartbeat bill were in effect and it's not you could have an abortion to the point that there is a, a heartbeat, and there's no gestational limit on that, by the way. Um, the, a lot of people cite six weeks, but the law says there's no gestational limit. But the thing that you're giving yeah, up it's is it's you're, it's you're bringing in... a heartbeat. The, right. Yeah, it's a detectable
2: you're, heartbeat. And like I said, I've read the law, and that's where my concern is that, the, you know, just call me a doubting Thomas, if you will, that I look at the written proof of what, the other side is saying and i'm not proving them correct and uh, the no side incorrect i'm just saying that help me
1: yep help you understand
2: people that so help me prove my case
1: yep yep so there you go we've got it 22 weeks six weeks there's time um secondly the heartbeat bill can or law can be changed the constitutional amendment cannot and if your issue is Rape and incest, you are enshrining something that would allow abortion on demand. It would allow minors to abort and gender transition without parental involvement. That's a heck of a lot to give up when we could have an honest discussion about and make some amendments to the heartbeat law. The other thing I'll point, point to in the Ohio revised code, uh, it, it does allow for medical emergency, serious risk of the substantial and irreversible impairment of a major bodily function, ectopic pregnancy. Now, what I will tell you in the event of the 10-year-old girl that the the press gleefully paraded around in order to uh, make a point on abortion law. I mean that's what they did. It's gross. They used the case of a 10-year-old girl who was molested by her mother's boyfriend allegedly – I don't know where that case stands. I need to use the word allegedly – and became pregnant. Well, the reality is that at 10 years old, there was a serious risk of substantial and irreversible damage to her. And that, that, that pregnancy could have been aborted. Dave Yost has said that. Other legal experts have said that. Um, a condition that in a physician's good faith uh, medical judgment that, that, can be ba- that they can base that decision to abort on is not, going to, is not going to break the Ohio law. So I think that there are some, I don't know, hatches to escape if you have a rape or incest case in existing law in Ohio Revised Code 2919. But I would also yeah. defer that and, to Dave and Yost, and we'll ask him about that this the, week. Uh,
2: against the amendment is, is another question for the attorney general, is uh, the way the proposed amendment reads, it's saying reproductive decisions shall not be limited or, you know, burdened. Uh, reproductive decisions uh, seems to me would be, would include uh, the decision to engage in activity without uh, limit uh, by age or anything like that. So that's another thing. You know, are you eliminating the age of consent by passing this amendment?
1: Well, it, it certainly would seem so. And that's where people get concerned about providing protections for predators, for tra- human traffickers. Uh, there's also the issue yeah. because the word individual is used When it talks about protecting reproductive health, that is neither male nor female, minor or adult. And I don't care if folks don't want to believe this. You go to one of the major C cities, Columbus, Cincinnati, Cleveland, where there are blue elected officials and blue judges because low information voters elect them to the bench. You're going to have a judge that says, yep, that 10 or 12 year old can begin gender transitioning. And by the way, it's protected because that's reproductive. So. Uh, hey, we're out of time right now. Fred, great call, great questions. And I think you're teeing up a really good, productive conversation later in the week with uh, Ohio Attorney General Davio. So thank you for spending time with us this morning. Hey, stay tuned to 98.9 FM, The Answer, the Bruce Hooley Show. I'm Jack Windsor filling in for Bruce. Up next, we'll have Galena City Council candidate Mike Fry. Welcome back into the Bruce Hooley Show. I'm Jack Windsor, filling in for Bruce, editor in chief of the Ohio Press Network. Find our stuff at theohiopressnetwork.com. Thank you to Molly Dreyer, Sunbury City Council candidate, Bernie Marino, candidate for U.S. Senate, Alex Triantafilou, chairman of the Ohio Republican Party, and right now on the phone line, I want to welcome in a Galena City Council candidate and, uh, former contributor and uh, sometimes current contributor to the Ohio Press Network, uh, Mike Fry. Welcome this morning. Actually, it's this afternoon. How are you today?
3: (laughs) Good. How are you, Jack? Thanks for having me on.
1: Hey, I'm super fantastic. Thanks for carving out time. Um, You're running for city council in Galena. Is that correct?
3: Village Council would be the correct village. terminology but yes, Village Council. Yep, we're still still small.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know that that's going to be the case uh, after all this development happens, but uh let's talk about that. What are the issues that the village of Galena uh is facing and or issues they are facing and uh Well,
3: you know Sorry, Jack, yeah, I I don't think that it's um unique just to the village of Galena. Um it's kind of like uh, living through one of those Hallmark movies that we watch with our wives, where Christmas Town is under threat uh, from the big bad developer who wants to take away, you know, the Santa Claus shop in the middle of town. And uh, you know, we're all kind of living through that. Uh, you know, within an hour, I think of the Intel site. I, I, I think anybody could make the claim that we're, uh, you know, going through those meetings uh, with developers as as they want to, you know. Um, you know, come in and, and, and bring, you know, commerce, which is a good thing. And they want to bring money our way to help us with, with some things. And then, and, and you know, our villages and towns, and we can, you know, uh, benefit from those things. But then we also have to balance that, you know, with our, with our you know, way of life here. And, you know, we, we are a village in a rural setting. And, um, so anybody who lives, you know, around, you know, 15 minutes outside of 270 on any side can relate. To what we're going through here so you know what we're trying to do here you know i'm also the council representative to the planning and zoning commission uh here in the village and so so what we've got to do is 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 stick to our code and uh you know hopefully developers when they come in they're respectful of that code and and then we want to try to help them build something that's going to be great for you know for our residents so
1: so what i'm hearing is it's you're not uh you know i I watch yellowstone sometimes (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, you That's a know, little different from the hallmark movie. Yeah, John John Dutton is governor, and he doesn't want any development. Uh, <laughs> right, you're right. different. You want development, but what I'm hearing is you want balance and and responsible development. Uh, is 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 there a risk here of that going off the rails? And are there certain developments that are there that are being pushed that that maybe uh, are I don't know less attractive and and less balanced?
3: I I can just say from my seat. Um, I have not been thrilled with uh, some of the communication, how the communication has been handled um, at some of these kinds of meetings. Um, it seems to be a very um, uh, normal practice in the development community to come in and say, hey, uh, we don't really care about your code. This is what we want to build. Um, can you let us do this? And so, you know, when when those of us who are elected to actually, you know, help this process, you know, uh, we have to go. Well, this is our code, you know. So, so, so we try to have those negotiations. We've had some very fruitful um, conversations with some. We just um, passed a, uh, a MI proposal called the Miller Farm proposal here in Galena. It's going to add uh, 353 homes with basements. Uh, we were able to um, get the lot sizes bigger. More wits in between the homes, so i've seen I, I guess I could say both sides mm-hmm. i've seen you know when a developer comes and wants to have a negotiation and i've seen other developers come that are, are really have more of a hard line mm-hmm. um, and some of them handle that well. We try to on uh, you know for my seat try to stay as consistent as possible and say, you know, hey, guys, this is our code. Where do you want to talk about divergences? And that's really where the, the game, I hate to call it a game, uh, mm-hmm. but it is a game, is kind of played out on, on those lines. And so I'm I'm hopeful that going into the next year that, that we can, you know, some of our contested properties that, you know, where some developers have come and tried to maybe present something that's not even an official plans yet, uh, that they'll want to adhere to our code or at least start at our code and go from there.
1: So, uh we've got a, about a minute and a half here. Uh let me ask sure. you. Um what do you what do you need our listeners to understand about your position and your platform?
3: Uh for me, you know, I've always uh, run on a platform of of keeping density low, so no high density. Uh you know, when you move out to a rural place like like Galena, you you know, you don't want to live in an urbanized center, you know, but the big push right now from up from Columbus on up and you know, from 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 every blue area is uh, to to uh to make the the red areas blue. I hate to say it that way, but it it certainly is an effort yep. uh, at higher levels and they want to urbanize all, all the farm fields. And uh, they're doing it under the guise of, you know, climate change and and you know, um, sustainability and walkability and these 15-minute city um kinds of platforms that I don't think really fit for a lot of the areas that are that are outside 270. So that's what I would say to anybody that's neighboring us or anybody that's in, us in a similar position is to watch for us. You know, to 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 give that credence when you're coming up with your codes and 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 how you negotiate on these deals. Again, your code is your code. So yep. be confident in that. But but button that up to the way you guys want it and your residents want it. Because really, at the end, our residents are not obstacles. They're our partners. <laughs> yep. You know, so. We answer to them, they're our bosses. And so that's how I would encourage anybody serving.
1: Awesome. Uh, He's Mike Fry. He's a candidate for Galena Village Council. Uh, About 45 seconds here. But I want to give you a chance because I think you have an opinion uh, about issue one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is there anything that you'd want to stand on? And you don't have to, uh, either for or against the issue.
3: Well, uh, well, I'm... Um against issue one, obviously. Um, if you've read any of my columns on your website, you you know, someone might be able to to, to gauge that. Um look it's way too far. Whether you're pro abortion, you're pro life, um this 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 issue just goes way too far. Anybody with half a brain should 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 vote against it. Um it really takes away parental rights. Uh, you hear about that all over the country. You hear about it in the school boards. That's why I'm supporting, you know, Duffy and and Hogue up here because I've talked to these guys, their their dads, and and they care about my rights as a parent. Issue one is a great threat to a parent's rights. Um, yep. When it comes to you know this issue, so it's, it's it's way too extreme. It's way far out there to the left. It's nowhere near the middle. This is not your Bill Clinton '90s type of abortion bill. This is this is your AOC Nancy Pelosi kind of bill, and uh, it has no right to be outright uh, written into our constitution, in my opinion. So
1: I don't think I could have said that better. He's uh, Mike Fry. He's a candidate for uh, Galena Village Council. Thanks for spending time with us this afternoon, Mike. We appreciate it.
3: No problem. Thanks so much, Jack. I appreciate it.
1: Have a good day. You as well, sir. And uh, thank you for continuing to listen to The Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9 FM, The Answer. Up next, we'll have State Senator Andrew Brenner. We're going to talk about the Department of Education and Workforce. There was a big case trying to stop its creation and rollout. Uh, Where is it? We'll find out next.